This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Through the Ringer. I am your host, Tate Frazier, and today we have a jam-packed show with both Kevins, Kevin Clark and Kevin O'Connor. We're going to have Kevin Clark come on, talk about DeAndre Hopkins, some NFL news, and then we're going to have our boy, KOC, come on the show, do some uh, you know, NBA Finals odds, do some futures, do all the, all, all the fun stuff when it comes to the NBA Finals. Again, it's a jam-packed show, so let's get into it. First, Kevin Clark. All right, joining us now on Through the Ringer is one of my favorite people in the Ringer universe. He is the host of Slow News Day and the host of the Ringer F1 show. He is the great Kevin Clark. Kevin, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. What's going on, brother? This is like twice in a month we get to do this. I'm yeah, spoiled. This, it's becoming a thing. And uh, in, in my dreams of dreams, I get to see you like every week and we get to chop it up and chat about things. But, you know, for now, I'm just happy to be here with you. I'm happy to talk about, you know, what's going on in the world. You're At coming the, to New York. You're coming to New York this week. I am. We have Kyle's wedding, uh, which I'm very excited about. We're going to be in Poughkeepsie, New York, which is going to be a, a nice train ride away from you. But that's going to be, you know, a nice time. Maybe I'll see you in New York. Maybe we get drinks. Who knows? Who Anything is possible in the Ringer universe. You know what I mean? And only only in New York. Only in New York. What a magical city. And it could lead to anything. Or Poughkeepsie, oh. which is 50, 50 miles north of me. I just checked. Yeah, That's it's it's far. a good way. It's, it's, it's about, it's it's about an hour and 10 minute train ride is what they're saying for me. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But again, we're happy to have you here. And we brought you on because, you know, our producers in the room, they kept coming up to me and they're saying, what's happening in the NFL world? It feels like we're a little bit on pause right now. We got the NBA finals happening and things like that. But uh, the big storyline or the big name, at least uh, in the in the headlines in the NFL world is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he gets waived. He had two years left on his contract, about $36 million. Now the question is, where will DeAndre Hopkins end up? I want to start with this question for you, Kevin. Um, is he actually – is it is it the name or is it the game that is garnering so much interest? You know what I mean? Because DeAndre Hopkins, I hear the name and I get excited, yeah. but I worry about the game of a 30-year-old at this point, a guy that just got waived by his former team. Where do you stand on this? It's a little bit of both. Uh, okay. There's a like phenomenon my friends and I coined over the past few years, which I call the Carmelo zone. 
mm. which is when the media talks more about a player than the league talks about a player. And what I mean by that is, remember when Carmelo Car- Anthony was like changing teams every year, and it would become this huge thing, and the jump Oklahoma would do, City, like, Portland, well, the jump LA, would do like, where's Carmelo yeah. going to go next? And it's like, well, they keep not giving him that much money, so I don't know if anybody <laughs> in the league cares, but you know, you can get you can get a couple podcasts out of it. Um, John Hopkins is not there. John Hopkins is much better than that. But when you get shopped around the league and nobody wants to trade for your contract, um, you can start wondering how the league feels about you. I think there's going to be genuine interest. There is genuine interest, excuse me, from teams like the, uh, the, the Bills, teams like the Chiefs. They looked into trading for him and they decided not to do it. Um, if, if he was better, I, we just had Jeremy Fowler on Soul News Day. We were just talking about this and he was like, you know what? If T. Higgins is getting shopped, T. Higgins would command a huge haul. Um, and, you know, it's that kind of thing. And so it's he still has a lot of game left. He still has the name left. And I would also say that players want to play with him. And that's the thing you've seen in Cleveland now where people are starting to draw that connection between Watson and Hopkins. Like, he's popular around the league. So I wouldn't write him off. Um, he is not yet in the Carmelo zone. But when you start uh, getting cut – for free, basically, um, and you can go to any team. The league's kind of telling you that they think that you've lost a step. Yeah, and he said that he's looking for three things, and two of the three things was an elite quarterback and an elite defense. So there's not many teams that I could say that. And I think the third thing was an elite front office. So he wants all three things to be handled. Which the elite I'm- front office <laughs> is code word for find me a bunch of money. Right. Where is the money? But is the money at a place that has an elite defense and elite quarterback? When people hear those three things that he threw out, they immediately go to teams like the Buffalo Bills. They go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Are those teams that are in consideration right now? And then we'll talk about the Deshaun Watson Browns aspect of this. I think that's that those are the leaders. Um, If you if you read the tea leaves, I would also say if you want to talk about elite defenses and elite quarterbacks, you have to throw the Bengals in there. But that's 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 not a very Bengals move. Also, their their room is basically filled. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jets came out. Robert Sala came out on Wednesday morning and said we like our our wide receiver room. So I, there's a couple of teams that are just going to stand pat. The Giants did not rule that out in the same way that their crosstown brethren did. Um, so maybe that could be a play. But on the other hand, if you're talking about elite players, the Giants don't have that many of them. They do have an elite coach. Maybe they have an elite front office in a couple of years, but uh, there's no real proof of concept there. I think Daniel Jones is not an elite quarterback, even though he's getting paid like one. Um, so I, I, I think you're going to see him go to a team that once he signs will be considered a super team. I don't know which one that would be, but it's one of them, one of the teams that is already considered one of the best rosters in football. He's going to go there. He's late in his career, cares about winning. He hasn't always had good quarterback play. So he finally gets to choose where he's going to go. And it's not going to be to a situation anywhere close to the one he's leaving, which was a nightmare. And is there a situation where does DeAndre Hopkins have the awareness to say if he let's say in this scenario, he goes to Buffalo, you have Stephon Diggs, who is a defined self-proclaimed. I'm a number one guy. I'm a number one receiver. Is there any concern maybe about, you know, messing up the formula at play where you bring in two quote unquote alpha guys and both guys are fighting over who's number one? Or do you think Hopkins is at the point where he's willing to accept the role um, and be a number two guy for a team like that? Yeah, I think the way modern football has developed has made it easier to swallow that pill, so to speak, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of passes going around. And this is not 1999 where you're going to run the ball a bunch and then there might be only one receiver who's going to eat. 
I think if you're going to spread the ball out, you're going to get the, the ball in a lot of playmakers' hands. Now, there's a type of play. You know, I saw a report yesterday, I think it was from Albert Breer, that said they don't think you can get separation in Hopkins anymore. They don't think he can run anymore. His game hasn't always been about separation. His game hasn't always been about running. His game has been about a catch radius that is actually unbelievable. Um, yep. Some of the, the plays he's made have been, frankly, miraculous. He's going to be able to carry that into old age. Um, I don't think he's just a speed athleticism guy like some other wide receivers where that ages poorly. Um, I think he's going to be able to make plays for a long time. And I think that's going to help him, I would say, into the, the later stages of his career and not be as much of a, of a guy who says, I need, I need this route. I need this route. I, I got to get this call play, this play called for me. I think he's going to be a little more adaptable in his old, his, I was going to say old age, but he's, he's older, he's younger than us. Um, but <laughs> just generally, like, I think he's going to be able to fit into a team in, in a way that, that uh, maybe, maybe some GMs don't anticipate. Yeah, I saw Breer also said, quote, there's a healthy divide on what Hopkins has left in the tank. So there's a lot of teams like I saw the Ravens inquired about potentially trading for him, or at least that was the report that came out. But I thought the, the most fascinating headline was what Deshaun Watson said when he was asked about this. He said that he would love Hopkins on the Browns. Is that an ideal fit for, you know, DeAndre Hopkins to go somewhere, which seems like, uh, I don't know, just from the outside looking in, it seems like it would be a media headache to say the least. Uh, I know Deshaun Watson said that. Uh, I'm wondering <laughs> if Deshaun Watson is an elite quarterback still because he mm. played pretty average last year. And maybe you can say, okay, obviously suspended for most of the season. Didn't maybe didn't know the system, but like when he was out there, I didn't see a lot. It'd be a huge, huge risk for for DeAndre Hopkins if that's if that's the last sort of stop for his prime um, to go there. I'd much rather bet on Patrick Mahomes, much rather bet on Josh Allen, uh, even if it means taking less money, frankly. Um, I'd much rather bet. I do, I mean, listen, the Ravens went out and got Odell Beckham Jr. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think they're going to go out and try to build a super – go from having no receivers to having all the receivers uh, in one offseason. So I don't know if they're going to do that, but I'd much rather have that kind of playmaker than going into the Browns right now where everything just seems – uh, you said media media headache. I think was your was your term. It just all seems weird, man. Like I don't know who's coming and going as far as firings and who's to blame. If there's another bad season, whose whose head is on the chopping block? I don't know. I mean, they, they they made one of the most reckless transactions in the history of football. Um, and and I don't mean it can't work. I just mean it's, it's huge, huge, huge risk. Hasn't paid off in a year. And so this year, there's going to be a ton of pressure. I know it sounds crazy, but like there's going to be a ton of pressure on the Cleveland Browns to win. There should never be pressure on the Cleveland Browns to win because they don't do that, but there is this year. And I don't, I don't know if you're a, a star player, if, if you want to sign up for that. Yeah. And uh, if a lot of people at home are asking, why are you talking so much about DeAndre Hopkins? Well, the next big name free agent behind him is Carson Wentz. So we weren't going to spend <laughs> Carson Wentz. So uh, Kevin, thank you. Uh, you're coming back next week. We're going to hit the rest of the big NFL offseason topics, but appreciate you hopping on and uh, getting us up to speed on what's happening with DeAndre Hopkins. Appreciate you, man. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, 
the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, welcome back to Through the Ringer. I am now joined by Kevin O'Connor. If you watch Beyond the Arc, we get it, we did like a real breakdown of what to expect from the NBA Finals. But again, we're on FanDuel TV now, and we've got to do some odds. <laughs> we've got to do some props. We've got to do some futures, you know, and some over-unders, things like that, mm-hmm. KOC, which I, I know you're an aficionado at such things. You're such an <laughs> avid gambler. Absolutely. Uh, According to our good friend Nick Wright, a square bettor. Uh, That's what I, I didn't even know what a square better is, but uh, KOC got me enlightened. And uh, look, shout out to the square betters out there. No one is judging you. You bet how you want yeah, it's your money fun. right it's have your money time. at the end of the day and uh if you have your money in your hand let me give you the nba finals odds right now because 2023 nba championship here are our futures the nuggets the favorites at minus 480 the miami heat at plus 340 koc obviously the value there would be with the miami heat mm-hmm. but is it a sure thing that the nuggets based on these odds are going to be your 2023 nba champs i mean i picked the, uh, the nuggets to win the series uh, i don't think miami's going to have enough to overcome to solve the Jokic problem um, but at the same time those odds are very good for Miami and we saw Spolstra and that heat coaching staff and the players figure out Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks. we saw them figure out the Boston Celtics and now they're facing another one seed in the Nuggets and they do have some tricks up their sleeves that they could turn to here and I think if you're a heat fan or somebody who's like you know what Throw a couple bucks down and watch and see what happens. Miami, you cannot rule them out considering the fact that they're actually here and they've beat a one and a two seed already. And it's the second time in NBA history we've seen an eight seed make the finals. The last time was 1999. We saw mm-hmm. the New York Knicks. They go up against the Spurs, right? And we all know the rest is history. That started the Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan kind of dynasty run of the Spurs, that first championship. So an eight seed's been there. An eight seed's lost before. And a lot of times where, you know, we try to get big brain 
and we try to be almost outsmart ourselves. But there's a reason why a team is a playing team and an eight seed, and a lot of times that kind of plays itself out once we get to the finals. But Eric Spolstra is the more seasoned coach. Uh, Pat Riley has been to 19 finals, um, so there is reasons to believe that Miami maybe has you know something up their sleeve. I'm not sure they have enough, but they might have something. So something to consider. And uh, you know, if someone were to come to UKOC and they say, "I like the Heat in this series," you don't think they're crazy, right? I feel like that's that's the other part we have to debunk a little bit. It's not insane to think no, that he could win this. It's not. I mean, I, like there's a chance the Nuggets, you know, sweep this and they prove to be the far more dominant team, as you're saying. But you can't you can't discount that experience level that you're talking about when it comes to game to game adjustments, in game adjustments. And Michael Malone has coached a great playoffs. He's a very good coach. But Spolstra is, if not the best coach, he's at least one of the top three coaches in all of basketball. And we saw it throughout the postseason with the adjustments he made, using different schemes throughout. And he's going to at least throw out everything he has to generate positive shots on offense and to do everything they can to slow down Jokic and force others to beat him. Uh, so you can't rule out the experience level of the Heat. And plus, they've been here before. Yes. Even though they lost to the Lakers you know, in the bubble a couple years back, they've been here before. The players have that experience, too, and a lot of that roster is still here now. And it was funny to me, one last thing before we get to the Finals MVP odds, uh, a lot of conversation about how the bubble is now vindicated when it was the Lakers and the Heat. <laughs> the Heat make the Finals. I have not heard one person say that. So what happened to that narrative? I mean, can we can we finally say the bubble is okay? Can we give it a thumbs up? Is it fine? I mean, I gave it a thumbs up that year, first. Right. I, 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 I did mean, too. It was, it, was, it was fair. I joked about it. Yeah. I called it a Mickey yeah. Mouse it's title, fun. but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it was even playing grounds. <laughs> Every team was in the same situation. So, right. I mean, the situation is what it is. And I do think, like, granted, a lot of those rosters are dramatically different, even with different head coaches for some of those squads as well. Like, I think those, those the, the key figures on each of those teams, the Bam Adebayos, Nikola Jokic, Tatum, those guys, LeBron and AD, they've proven that, like, if everything around them, it's for real. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get to the finals MVP odds. You talked about Jokic. He is the favorite. He's at minus 340, so some hefty odds there. Uh, the next favorite is Jimmy Butler, of course, of the Miami Heat, plus 430. We got Jamal Murray at plus 1200. Bam Adebayo, plus 4000. And then I think this is probably the most shocking name here. Kayla Martin <laughs> is the next name on the list at plus 6500. And then we get into insane odds, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, those types. Yeah. But is it insane, Kevin O'Connor, after what we saw in the Eastern Conference Finals? I know that Jimmy ended up winning the MVP trophy, the Larry Bird trophy, but is it is it uh, you know irrational to believe maybe you take some value with Caleb Martin here at plus uh, 6,500 to win Finals well, MVP? I'll, I'll tell you this. I thought Martin should have won the MVP for the East right. Finals. I was shocked that the voters the NBA chose selected Jimmy Butler. I thought Martin was the better player in that series on both ends. Granted, Butler is awesome. Martin was even better in that series. So it really depends. The, it's like nine people or seven people that vote for Finals MVP. And like this isn't a pool of 100 people you know, that they have for the regular season awards. This is a small group. And who, and who is in that group? Is it beat writers? So the, the NBA usually chooses uh, a collection of national writers and maybe one or two local writers for the finals MVP vote. So it depends on who. 
they end up selecting. They don't they don't hand it out until the deciding game. That's when I believe mm. they notify those voters. So that's just something to consider. There. So like if it's Miami, it's like Tim Reynolds could be like the beat could the be. local beat writer, yes. and then you'd have like a national guy like yourself that could be a part sure. of the vote. Yeah, definitely. So gotcha. like that that I think that's the the equation. Like who votes? Mm-hmm. We just don't know, and that's why I think like you have to generally favor Jimmy Butler in a series for Finals MVP. But I thought Martin should have won in these finals. And again, similar to like the finals bet for the Miami Heat. If you want to just, you know, gamble a little bit on a Caleb Martin, that guy's been absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. And I think it, and I think it's sustainable too. That's the thing. I think it is too. I think that uh you mentioned how the voting happens. I think that people are worried about the public's reaction to their votes sometimes, mm-hmm. which goes back to kind of the value when you look here. I don't think there's any world even if Aaron Gordon defends Jimmy Butler, has an amazing series, I don't think there's any world in which he, you know, gets the benefit of the doubt and these no writers chance. say, I'm gonna give him the finals MVP. So when I think about it like that from the writer's perspective, I think there's really three options, maybe four options, but it's really Jokic. Jimmy, Jamal Murray, and maybe Bam would probably be the one. I don't even think Murray. I don't think any, I think if Denver wins the finals, nobody on Denver would win ahead of Jokic. Nobody. And nobody yeah. on the Heat probably, you know, if, if Jimmy. So really, if you look at it, you're probably saying there's two options. There's Jokic or Jimmy. Yeah. And if you want to find value, if you believe in the Heat, maybe you could even parlay maybe. the odds of them winning and Jimmy winning. Maybe, and, Tate. And, like, if Miami wins, I think the argument could be really strong for Bam Adebayo. Because mm. if Miami wins, Bam is going to have to have a tremendous Tremendous series on offense, creating with man advantages, and defensively, six foot nine, he's gonna have to battle like crazy against Jokic. He's gonna have to switch onto a Jamal Murray at times. So maybe Adebayo gets the the for lack of a better comparison, the Andre Iguodala, you know, mm. vote. Like Iguodala, he should not have won it over Stephen Curry the that year. He did, but. He guarded argue, LeBron. Yes, he guarded LeBron. So I think with Adebayo, that could be the argument for him, making him an even stronger, you know, second choice besides Butler than Caleb Martin. So plus four thousand, maybe Bam is someone that you lean in on and say, hey, you know, he's the Finals MVP. Yeah. What if Cody Zeller comes in and stops Jokic? <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Cody, Cody Zeller being on the floor helps Bam's chances because you're like, oh I my don't, god, I don't have Bam. the odds. I don't have the odds for Cody Zeller in front of plus me. Plus a million. <laughs> yeah, I don't have it in front of me, KOC. Maybe I'm a square better. I, I'll, I'll put that. That one in. Um, all right, so here, here's a fun one. So Miami hasn't been down a game yet this playoff run. Um, you know, obviously, except for the play-in situation with the Hawks. So they've kind of just been able to keep their head above water. They've been able to go in and steal game one. That's kind of been their formula. The Nuggets are nine-point favorites. We got the rest versus rust argument. Is there a world in which there's value taking the heat in game one just because that's what they've done the entire playoff run so far? I like the heat with the points. Mm. I mean, I don't know, I think they're going to get their, the doors blown off of them in game one. Uh, I'd pick Denver to win in that atmosphere. Not a lot of time off from Miami going to Denver. You know, you can say all you want about the altitude of whether that's a big factor or not, but the rest thing is definitely a factor. I think for the Heat, after a really tough seven-game series against the Celtics, that's why it was so important for them to sweep, to get that time to rest. Butler doesn't still seem to have the same burst or lift towards the end of that series, and granted that's partially how the Celtics were defending him, I just think you got to lean Denver to actually win the game, but I do like the Heat to at least keep things very interesting and close in the game. It feels like halftime the Heat are up, and we're all having conversations about <laughs> the odds and how insane they are, but then I think the Nuggets end up handling business. So i got a parlay I'm going to throw at you. We love parlays here. This is the Through the Ringer parlay, KOC. i got the Miami Heat plus 9. i got Caleb Martin to score 20-plus points. i got Nikola Jokic to record 8 or more assists, and i got Jimmy Butler to score 20 or more points. And if you bet $10 on that, 
you can win $59.61. That's the through the ringer parlay. <laughs> how how plausible is that in game one? You think that can happen? Those KFC? all feel like pretty good gambles. Right. I mean, honestly, I mean, like, it feels pretty safe. A lot of those, it's like Kayla Martin for 20 points is probably the one that could that could, you could fumble there. Um, but I like all of those. I like it too. I yeah. like that you like it. Uh, that gets me excited. Again, the Through the Ringer Parlay. You got Miami Heat plus 9. Kayla Martin to score 20. Nikola Jokic 8 plus assists. Jimmy Butler 20 plus points. I think 3 of the 4 hit. That's how parlays usually work. But if it does hit, give us all the credit. If it doesn't, don't blame <laughs> us. That's, that's all we can do. Um, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to play some over-unders with KOC. Welcome back to Through the Ringer. I am still sitting here with Kevin O'Connor. His head is spinning. He just put in so many bets. Uh, he can't wait for all this to pay out. Uh, I'm kidding. We're just, you know, we're just having fun here. We're just throwing out some some fun situations. And now we got some over unders, which uh, these are more big picture over unders that are always fun, especially if you're the casual NBA fan. So we have over under uh, 0.5 more titles for the Warriors. Obviously, Bob Myers, you know, just steps down. A lot of conversations about that. But you know, would you take the over? That the Warriors will win another title with maybe let's just frame it in the next decade, right? In in this regime, the Steph Curry regime, Draymond, Clay, all that stuff. Would you take the over? Or would you take the under for the Warriors? That's a tough question, Oof. I will say. I even as I'm asking, I'm like, wow, that's uh, I don't uh, even know how I would answer that. I don't want to bet against Stephen Curry. So I'll take the over. I I just think that dude is an all time great and at one point in the next five ish years they'll be able to shuffle the deck in a way that puts him in a position to win another championship. So I'll take the over there. I like the over, too, just because Stephen Curry, shooting can endure. And I think Stephen Curry Mm -hmm. could be 40 years old, and he shoots from 40 feet away from the basket, and you're still saying, how is he getting away with this? I don't know how to stop this. And who knows? We might even have a four-pointer by the time the guy's done playing (laughs) basketball at this rate. He's Uh, arguably better than ever right right now. It's the rest of the roster that needs to catch up with him. And that's up to the front office and whoever they bring in. It sounds like, from what I gather, Mike Dunleavy Jr. and Kirk Lacob are going to be the guys, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to step up and do that. So they keep it in-house. And, uh, you know, the Warriors are the Warriors. So I like the over there as well. Um, LeBron, obviously, uh, controlled the narrative. He hinted at retirement after getting swept. Um, He shared a Jay-Z lyric uh, on Instagram talking about, like, if you're having the GOAT conversation or the him conversation, he is one of them ones. He is the one. Um, Over under, KOC, one and a half more seasons of LeBron James in the NBA. I'll go over. Pretty easy. I mean, I think we're going to at least get one more and then another one with Bronny James James coming in. I'd be surprised if we don't get, you know, three to four more years of LeBron James. I'd take the over even at two and a half more years. Do you think that every single year, the next four years, he says he's going to retire just to, just so we get the conversation going? Because if he does, <laughs> then I have to tip the cap. I mean, the guy uh, yeah. the guy is working the system, and I'm sure Nike's having fun with that as well. Take the over on that, too. Take, yeah, take the over. Take <laughs> by the way, over. LeBron's not leaving until he gets a farewell tour, that's for sure. Yeah, if Kobe we got one. Uh, I mean, Vince Carter got like half of one, but then the season ended early. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's the time of the farewell tour, mm-hmm. unless you're Tim Duncan, who's like, I will never talk to any yeah. of you people ever again. <laughs> um, all right, let's ask about James Harden because that's another big one. A lot of rumors swirling about his potential return to Houston. Um, over under 40 wins for the Rockets if Harden returns. I'll go a slight under because mm. uh, we just don't know what else they'll do. 
We, we don't know if Houston's going to trade that number four pick uh, for another star player. We don't know if they're going to be really aggressive in free agency and actually get guys to come with Harden. So for now, I'd go a slight under, you know, high 30s wins for the Rockets. But depending on what happens during the offseason, that could easily end up over. So it depends on do you want to bet on Houston having a full successful offseason or are you betting on them just kind of getting Harden and having one year where they're they're figuring things out around him? Yeah, it's interesting. I saw Jalen Green went on uh, – uh, Paul, Paul George's George, yeah, podcast, right. and he was talking about Harden coming back, and he kind of he didn't really. It wasn't a resounding. I w- I would like him in the building. <laughs> he it's, might be out of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, it was very confusing, but I I like some of the young pieces. I like Singoon. I like Tari Eason. I like Jay Sean Tate. I like some of the KJ Martin. Right, Jamari Smith. Right, and then of course you got the number three pick from yep. last year, who I think still has a lot of potential there. So I like Houston. I don't think they'd win forty games, but uh, I'd probably take the under as well. But Harden being there might be good for everybody. All right, last one. Kyrie's future, obviously, is always up in the air, no matter basketball or whatever it is. It's always up in the air. He says that people are talking about him. He doesn't want them talking about him. Well, I apologize, Kyrie. We're talking about you. Um, I, personally, it seems like a great guy. Uh, over under, 60 regular season games played for Kyrie next season. Um, if you look at the last four years, 20 games last year with the Mavs, Four, or in total 60, right, with the Nets and the Mavs. And then he had 29 with the Nets season before 54 with the Nets. So the line is 60. Would you take the over or the under for Kyrie next year? I'll take the under every single year with yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, I would hammer the under. <laughs> yeah. whether, whether it's injury or his own personal choice to be out, you just can't trust Kyrie Irving to be on the floor consistently. And, like, that's the tough thing with him. He's, he's very good when he's on the floor. He's great when he's on the floor. But how often do you actually get him? Yeah, and, you know, one last follow-up there. Where do you think you see Kyrie? Because we saw him courtside at the Lakers games. From my sources, most of the people in Dallas thought that was a leverage play mm-hmm. to get them to offer him the money that he wants, which feels very much you know par for the course at this point. But where do you see Kyrie fitting in, and would it be somewhere like the Lakers, or is it probably more Dallas than we even suspect at this point? I would expect Dallas for now. Um, the Lakers, all the indications in recent months has been that they don't want to get Kyrie Irving, but LeBron James definitely wants Kyrie Irving. Right. And that, and all those. It's called plausible deniability. LeBron <laughs> can say, you know, I, I'm not saying anything, but I love playing with Kyrie, yeah. you know, and then we'll see what happens. And, and like also, I mean, D'Lo really struggled mm-hmm. in the biggest games of the year. So I think there's a strong argument to be made that the Lakers should go for him. And I also don't think you can rule out the Phoenix Suns. If Katie and Kyrie wanted the team back up again, Chris Paul, he's old. He can't stay healthy. He's not the same guy he was once before I think you can make the argument for the Suns as well to say, hey, we want Kyrie Irving. And I will say this. If they do end up teaming on the Suns, that was the biggest finesse of all time to get out of Brooklyn. <laughs> Both those guys get out of Brooklyn independently and they just team back up on another yep. team. And they have a new owner who's you know much more green and willing to spend yep. money. So uh, it could be a great situation for both those guys. He is Kevin O'Connor. Beyond the Arc is the show. The mismatch. You see him all over the ringer.com. He's the best. Kevin, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me, Tate.